For Monday, December 6th, it's the early word from the WNYC Newsroom. I'm Lance Lucky, and for Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news stories, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, Brian Zumhagen tells us a bill sponsored by Senator Schumer would make it a crime to save or distribute an image from a full body scan at an airport. And a Chinatown bid or business improvement district is facing stiff opposition. Richard Ye tells us about that. We'll start with the morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. A deal to extend expiring tax rates to all taxpayers as well as jobless benefits for millions of Americans could be reached this week. Democrats and Republicans appear to be close to a compromise, but differences remain over the details. Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke is defending his plan to buy $600 billion in Treasury bonds in an effort to boost the economy. In an interview on CBS's 60 Minutes, Bernanke even said that total amount could be higher. He says fears the bond purchases will spark inflation are overblown. South Korea is conducting naval firing drills a day after North Korea warned such exercises would aggravate already high tensions. Officials say the drills off the Korean peninsula are not near the tense western sea border, where the North shelled an island last month, killing four South Koreans. The city's new school's chancellor, Kathy Black, says it's too easy for city teachers to get tenure. In an interview with WABC-TV, the longtime publishing executive criticized the current teacher rating system for being too limited and said she couldn't run a company that way. Nor can I imagine at age 25, 24, 25, saying to somebody, you have lifetime guarantee for this position. Just show up every day. It's inconceivable. Black also said she disagreed with the last-in, first-out policy in which the newest teachers are the first to go during budget cuts. Black's statements echo those of Mayor Bloomberg, who appointed her. She met with the head of the principal's union last week and said she plans to meet with the president of the teachers' union soon. Meanwhile, a state judge could hold a hearing this week in a lawsuit about teacher privacy. As WNYC's Beth Fertig tells us, the teachers' union is suing the city over its plan to publicly release 12,000 teachers' ratings based on their students' test scores. The city looks at how an individual teacher's students were predicted to score on state math and reading tests, and then it compares those estimates to the actual scores. Teachers whose students scored higher on average than predicted are considered most effective, while those whose students scored below expectations are considered the least effective. WNYC's Beth Fertig. Since 2008, the city has been sharing the ratings for 12,000 teachers with their principals, but when several media organizations requested the data this year, the union objected, saying that violated an agreement to keep them private. The city claims the state's Freedom of Information law requires that it share the ratings with news organizations. Elected officials are opposing NYU's plans to develop what are currently open tree-lined spaces in the West Village. The university wants to erect buildings on some of the land as part of its plan to develop an additional 2 million square feet of space. But local activists say those parcels have become valuable playgrounds and dog runs. Manhattan Borough President Scott Stringer said the university had to better recognize the needs of local residents. NYU must learn, finally, how to coexist not overwhelm this community. Last week, NYU announced that it would not pursue another plan to develop a 400-foot tower in the neighborhood, but in a statement said that its long-term plans would benefit the city. 
The CEO of New York-based Pfizer, the world's biggest drug maker, is stepping down unexpectedly. After four and a half years on the job, 55-year-old Jeffrey Kendler says he needs to recharge his batteries. Analysts, however, said it's more likely that Kindler was forced out by a board and institutional investors unhappy with Pfizer's languishing stock price, failures of numerous important experimental drugs, and a strategy emphasizing acquisitions as a way to boost revenue while slashing costs to improve the bottom line. Ian Reid, who's run Pfizer's worldwide pharmaceutical operations since 2006, will take over as CEO. A New Jersey Supreme Court justice refused to block a black bear hunt scheduled to begin today. Two groups had asked the court to stop the six-day hunt. Officials say it's needed to control a growing bear population now estimated at 3,400. The hunt in seven northwestern counties is expected to reduce the number by 300 to 700 bears. And five is not enough. New York City needs a sixth area code. Beginning in April, some landlines and cell phones in the outer boroughs will be assigned the area code 929. A spokesman for the North American Numbering Plan Association says one reason we're running out of numbers, parents giving cell phones to their kids. Taking a look at the calendar, this morning, U.S. Census Bureau Director Robert Groves briefs the media on the release of the 2010 Demographic analysis estimates. President Obama visits Forsyth Technical Community College in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And as you can probably tell, there's not much on the calendar this Monday, except this. Dave Brubeck turns 90 today. The legendary jazz pianist and composer talked to WNYC Sarah Fishko several years ago. President of Columbia loved it. Goddard Lieberson and fought for it and lost. He took it to the West Coast and played it for all the West Coast people and they hated it. Said this will never sell. That's Dave talking about his very well-known Take 5. And you can hear Sarah Fishko's complete hour with Dave Brubeck on our website WNYC.org Just search Brubeck. Happy birthday, Dave. Senator Charles Schumer wants to make it illegal to record or distribute the images produced by full-body scanners at airports. WNYC's Brian Zumhagen has more. Schumer says anyone who would try to use the images for purposes other than security should be severely punished. The New York Democrats proposing legislation with penalties that could include up to a year in prison and fines of up to $100,000 or both. Transportation Security Administration officials say the images cannot be stored, transmitted, or printed and are deleted after being reviewed. They add that the images are blurred to mask the identity of the person being scanned. Still, privacy advocates say current safeguards fail to ensure that the images produced by the machines can't be misused by TSA employees or other workers. For WNYC, I'm Brian Zumhagen. In Manhattan's Chinatown, a push to create a business improvement district, or BID, has run into opposition from skeptical merchants and community activists. WNYC's Richard Ye has more. A government grant to help clean streets and remove garbage in Chinatown since 2006 runs out this year. Supporters for the BID say it will prevent dirty, smelly streets from returning to the historic district. They add that bids are a proven way to allow business districts to help themselves, since none of the 64 bids in the city has ever dissolved. They say their plan is affordable because the majority of property owners would pay $1,000 or less per year. 
but the local civic group says the fees are too much for small businesses. The Civic Center Residents Coalition says it's collected more than 150 signatures from merchants and property owners who oppose the plan, saying there are nonprofits that can clean streets at a lower cost, and that the bid won't address other economic problems in Chinatown. For WNYC, I'm Richard Ye. This week, the bid steering committee makes its pitch to the three community boards that serve Chinatown, beginning with Community Board Three tomorrow night. Let's wrap it up with the gig alert. Tonight, at the Miller Theater at Columbia University, the Talia Ensemble performs the works of celebrated composer Pierre Boulez. It's a bit belated 85th birthday tribute to the former conductor of the New York Philharmonic and many other orchestras. The Talia Ensemble is a chamber group of young virtuosos dedicated to new experimental pieces. You can download this recording of Boulez's composition "Derive One" for free on our culture page. Just click on culture at wnyc.org. You can learn more about all the stories you heard here. Download more podcasts and go in depth with our reporters on the news blog. That's all at our website, wnyc.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air, at 93.9 FM and AM 820. From the WNYC newsroom, I'm Lance Lucky. Have a great Monday. <laughs>